are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. I'm a baseball writer turned podcast host, and you may have read my work at places like Baseball Prospectus, The Hardball Times, Fan Rag Sports, and the ESPN Sweet Spot blog. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me at my personal account, Stay Scots. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. We're also on Instagram at Locked On Yankees, all one word. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I have part three of my conversation with Dominic Alonza in which we discuss pitcher wins and Luis Castillo, no, not the one who dropped the ball against the Yankees in 2009, the pitcher. And some things have been happening around baseball that I will discuss. This has been a busy week for all of us in many aspects of life, but there is baseball news that affects the Yankees, even if the Yankees aren't directly involved. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, Lockdown Yankees. So here is the finale of my conversation with Dominic Lanza. Yeah, I, I'm not good with like numbers and stuff. <laughs> I kind of stay away from that because I don't want to sound like a dum-dum. Uh, when I try to discuss, you know, oh, they can trade this for this and then this for this. And yeah, no, um, I trust that more with you because you're way smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I anything if I sound smart talking about what they should do with the money, I'm 100 percent just guessing <laughs> um, because I don't really know. I, you know, I don't know. If I was to make up a fake trade for something like Adovino, I would probably go to MLB Trade Rumors and see a team that's shopping somebody on a bad contract and say, oh yeah, trade them. You know, it's that's really all I would do. Now, what do you think of the possibility of the Yankees going after someone like Luis Castillo? Is he worth it? Castillo's really good, and he has three years of team control left. So he's not a rental, which is really good. Um but it would depend what he what the cost is. I mean, I wouldn't trade Torres for him. Um, I, I mean, maybe if it was a straight up Glaber Torres for Luis Castillo deal, maybe then I'd at least think about it because then you're trading, I think, four years of Torres for three years of Castillo or something like that. Um, but then that just opens another hole. You know, then you need to get a shortstop. Because you got brought back LeMayhew, which is great. But if, if Torres is gone, you don't have a shortstop. Right. And, and you don't bring back LeMayhew just to start Tyler Wade at short. Um, so if it was for prospects, I mean, I'd be interested to see what sort of offers were out there. Um, I mean, Castillo has, I'm pulling it up now. I mean, he has a 124 ERA plus in four seasons. Pitch, you know, he pitches in the hitter's park. It's the National League, but... He also had his best season last year pitching with the Universal DH. So, 
he's really good. Uh, I saw a lot of people picking on his win-loss record, which is still funny to me that those people exist. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think that's the move. That's who you trade for if you're making a trade. You get somebody who's good and has a few years of team control left, but those are also the guys you have to pay the biggest premium for. I got into a fight with Michael Kay on Twitter (laughs) a while ago. I want to say it was maybe 2012, because he said something to the effect of, like he was basically it was basically pitcher wins and blaming the pitcher for losses and then saying something like how you would blame a goalie in hockey for giving up goals i said something to the effect of well wouldn't the defense also have something to do with that it's not like he's standing there by himself giving up goals like the defense also has to break down in order for the offense to be able to score and It was something to that effect, and we got into a fight over it. And most people who saw that fight agreed with me. And then the next day, or later that day, during the Yankee game, he referenced the fight without saying. (laughs) And I laughed so hard because I knew that he was talking about me, and I think he was pissed that I got the best of him in that fight. Because it's true, you can't just blame a pitcher for... Not all the time. It it was something like a 2-1 game, or it was something... It just didn't make sense what he was saying. And then he was equating it with hockey. And that's when I got into the whole, well, it's not just the goalie that gives up goals. Like, you know, if the defense breaks down, it doesn't really help the goalie standing by himself. And yeah, we got into a big fight. And when he mentioned it on the air, but didn't mention that it was a woman who got the best of him. And he didn't even (laughs) mention that. He made it seem like he won the fight, even though he didn't. That's how it usually goes, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, you look at a pitcher's game log and, you know, and Castillo took a loss last year where he threw six innings and gave up one run. Right. He lost another game where he threw six innings and gave up three runs. Mm -hmm. And you need, I mean, I guess if you're coming to it from a place where I expect my pitcher to give up zero runs every game, then every pitcher sucks. Right. But I, I mean, I remember years where... Yankees pitchers got screwed by their offense not scoring runs. It happened to Mike Mussina a lot. That happened to Randy Johnson when he was with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling terrible for Pedro Martinez and Johan Santana on the Mets because I don't remember the exact number, so I'm probably exaggerating, but I remember there was one year where Santana had something like six games where he took the loss or a no decision where he gave up one or zero runs. It's like DeGrom. Yeah, that's how DeGrom is now. Yeah. You know, if a, a pitcher... I mean, look, there's there's really no way to change somebody's mind on this, it feels like. But right. <laughs> to me, wins and losses, that's how you gauge a team. Even then, you need to look at it with a little bit of a fine-tooth comb. But you can't look at one player, one pitcher, and say these wins and losses are, are their fault. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a magical pitcher who never gives up runs. Right. And or if you have a one loss record, you know, if a guy's two and 13 because he gives up seven runs a game, then yeah, the win loss record course. shows he sucks, but that's right. not the only thing that shows he sucks. Right. Like the year that um, Felix won the Cy Young and people were upset because his win loss record wasn't that great, but the rest of his numbers were. And that was like the first turn with the voting where it seemed the writers were actually paying attention to the other stuff more and you still have the holdouts who still talk about win loss but for the most part now 
we're at the point that most people who watch baseball and write about baseball realize that the win-loss record really isn't as big a factor as the other numbers in the pitcher's line. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God we've gotten to that point now. Yeah, I mean, when I when I look at a pitcher, I mean, I, I like my advanced stats too, but I tend to gravitate first and foremost to ERA, walks, and strikeouts. Those are the first three things I tend to look at. And I look at everything else. You know, I'm a I'm a fan of FIP and all the versions of WAR and all that. But I don't know. I think you can always get a quick and third quick and dirty estimation of how good a pitcher is mm-hmm. by ERA, walks, and strikeouts. Sure. Wins and losses are very very far down. I mean, maybe I'll look at those before, like, a wild pitch or a hit-by-pitcher. But yeah, they're just worthless to me. In a moment, I'll be discussing some of the news that's been happening this week. But first, there's a lot happening in sports right now. The NHL season is underway. The NBA is in a full-court press. And NFL fans are looking forward to championship weekend. There's one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. I mentioned championship weekend. We have the NFC championship and the AFC championship. In the NFC championship, the Tampa Bay Bucks are taking on the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. And in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills are taking on the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Right now, both road teams are favored by three points. In the NBA locally, the Knicks will be taking on the Golden State Warriors in Golden State, and right now the Knicks are favored by four and a half. How bad are the Warriors if the Knicks are favored by four and a half? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I'm a true New Yorker, and I don't own a car. But if I did, I would go to rockauto.com. Because rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked On MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. From team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game, Locked On MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get podcasts. Yesterday was a historic day for the country. It was also kind of a crazy day for baseball. Around the time that President Biden was being inaugurated, it was being reported that Michael Brantley was heading to the Toronto Blue Jays. Hazel May reported that. 
Ken Rosenthal reported that, John Heyman reported that, and then hours later it came out that Brantley was actually heading back to Houston. The first tweet that I saw was from Hazel May, and I jokingly quote tweeted her, essentially saying, uh, Canada, this is kind of an important day in U.S. history, and maybe hold off on your baseball news for a few hours. And then after all the pop and circumstance of watching the inauguration, but also keeping track with stuff on Twitter, we come to find out that Brantley wasn't going to Toronto, that he was re-signing with Houston. This is a problem that's popped up in the age of social media. That problem being reporters wanting to be first to report everything. And in a lot of cases, it turns out that they may be first, but they may not be right. And yesterday was a prime example. As I said, Hazel May reported it, Ken Rosenthal reported it, John Heyman reported it. These are all important people in the baseball world that you trust to be right. And for them to screw this up was kind of, it was interesting to watch, I have to say, to see the whole thing pan out and to see people backpedaling. At one point, Buster Olney even said that the Blue Jays weren't even close to signing Brantley. So there was a whole lot of stuff happening yesterday. This all started shortly before noon. The first tweet was Hazel May saying, Michael Brantley in agreement on a three-year deal with Blue Jays per source. Ken Rosenthal then tweeted 11.57, source confirms free agent Michael Brantley in agreement with Blue Jays on a three-year contract pending physical first Hazel May. 11.58, John Heyman, Jays agree to Michael Brantley deal Hazel May first. Then, (laughs) a couple hours later, or not even really a couple hours later, an hour and a half later, Jeff Passan tweeted, there is not an agreement in place between outfielder Michael Brantley and the Toronto Blue Jays. According to a source, the Blue Jays are among the teams still in on Brantley, and a deal may eventually get done, but it is not finished. Hazel May then tweeted two minutes later, at 1.16, Blue Jays official refutes my earlier tweet on source re... (laughs) three-year deal. Quote, the team remains interested in Michael Brantley, but there is no deal currently in place. End quote. Then Ken Rosenthal at 1.22 p.m., now hearing same as Feinsand and Jeff Passan, no agreement yet between the Blue Jays and Brantley. Two sides remain in discussions. Apologies for being among those who reported the deal prematurely. And then John Heyman, three minutes later, apologized for jumping the gun as well. And finally, later in the afternoon, Mark Berman of Fox 26. I'm not exactly sure where that's from. I guess it's a Houston station. MLB source. Astros reach agreement with Michael Brantley on a two-year deal worth $32 million. So all of those national reporters were wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Don't feel bad for the Blue Jays because they got George Springer on a six-year deal and they also signed reliever Kirby Yates to a one-year contract. So just because they didn't get Brantley doesn't mean that the Blue Jays didn't have a very good week. There was some talk that maybe the Mets were in on Springer, but the Blue Jays offered him the most money and he took the money, understandably. Now, this isn't necessarily a great thing for the Yankees because now they have to deal with George Springer 19 times a year. It was bad enough when they only had to face him six times a year, three times a year in Houston and three times a year at home. 
Of course, we don't know if we're going to see a 162-game season. That's the plan. But who knows what's going to happen with COVID-19. Everything is still fluid. Two of the sports in season right now, the NBA and NHL, have been having COVID issues and having to cancel games. So again, you never know what's going to happen by the time spring rolls around. But let's just hope, let's cross our fingers that there will be a full season of baseball ahead in 2021. Oh, I would like to apologize to Adam Warren for forgetting that the Yankees signed him. I know it was to a minor league deal, but he could be part of the bullpen. That might be the plan that they have with him. And when Dominic and I were having our discussion on Monday, which I split into three episodes this week, we were talking about the bullpen. We completely forgot about Adam Warren. So I apologize to Adam Warren. Then again, December feels like three years ago, and it's not a surprise that I would forget that that signing happened. At the moment, there's no Yankee news, but if they do the same thing they did last week where they suddenly wake up on Thursday and Friday and decide, hey, we're going to sign some people, I will record an emergency podcast just in case that happens to keep you up to speed on everything that's going on. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB Prospects. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Thursday. And again, if there's no news, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you.